Today I got time, Today I got time, Today I got time, on that day, I was acting cool, cuz. What? Nigga, what? what's up? How gangster are you, cuz? Hey. I don't fuck with you, cuz. You disrespecting me. Woo! I don't fuck with you, cuz. You disrespecting me. Woo! I go, I go hard, hard cuz. Hey, you guys. I hope you guys are doing good today. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Let me make sure my screens are up and running. How's everybody doing? Happy Friday. I swear it's been a few days since I've been on here. Is there an echo? Somebody's saying that there's an echo. Please don't tell me that StreamYard is wilding out. Can y'all hear me loud and clear? Because I don't hear echo. So I want to make sure. Does it sound okay? Okay, good. Okay. Thanks, you guys. All right, see, I don't hear no echo. Okay. Okay, perfect, perfect, perfect. So y'all, it has been a busy, busy week. Um, I had a really good time over the past few days in L.A., haven't been to LA since BET weekend. I'm starting to realize, and maybe it's just me being naive, but people really be recognizing me now. And I'm like, and I'm still surprised because I really just be rolling solo dolo. Like, I don't care. You know what I mean? Cardi called me um, and was like, because I knew she had been trying to plan her birthday party, but she's been busy. She's working on a lot of stuff. And I was asking her early in the month, like, what are you going to do this year for your birthday? And she, you know, she still wasn't sure. So they had been trying to get everything kind of put together at the last minute. There was a lot of different changes. So she caught me Sunday night, like, you got to come to the party. Um, and I'm like, well, when is it? I'm thinking it's like a week away. She was like, we're going to do it Tuesday. I'm like, you understand I don't live in L.A. I live all the way out here in Minnesota. But I made it happen. You know what I'm saying? I was able to put together a cute little burlesque outfit because she was having a burlesque theme party. Get my ticket, hotel, and, you know, fly out there. So I get to the hotel, I'm checking in, I come in at night, you know, I speak to everybody, that's just how I am. Hey, how y'all doing? You know, I'm just checking in. And the guy said something and I laughed and he recognized my laugh. It's like he stopped. He said, hold on, <clears throat> hold on. I recognize that laugh. I recognize that voice. You're that girl on YouTube. I said, damn, damn, I done been caught. <laughs> Because I be trying to creep in and creep out. And I'm like, yes. And he's like, you're lovely, T. And I was like, yes, please don't tell nobody I'm here, honey. So, you know, he gave my room key and everything. They were, like, really cool at the hotel. When I went to get my rental car, the lady recognized me. And she was like, oh, my God, I'm a big fan. And say California. People kept asking me to say California. And I'm like, California. And say, she just started laughing. So, shout out to her. Um <clears throat> Excuse me, the weather is changing in Minnesota, obviously. And then on the plane, I ran into a tea sipper. So she's stopping, you know, people trying to put their bags on. She's stopping and talking to me like, I've been watching since I was 15. Oh, my God. You know, so I spoke to her. And as I'm getting out the plane, the stewardess recognized me and was like, hey, I'm a tea sipper. So I'm like, well, damn, okay. You know, just getting recognized. So I'm just, I'm humbled. It was nice meeting so many people, this short little, you know, few days I was in LA just blew my mind because every time people like are like hey hey and I just who who me I'm looking around too like who what celebrity we looking at because I'm just a regular damn girl okay or woman so anyhow um let's so let me tell you about the party we're gonna talk about the party first and foremost it was a nice event so I got a chance to to meet up with Armand I hadn't seen Armand in a while I had ran into him earlier in the year round no BT weekend I think 
Yeah, when I was at the Fabiti weekend, we had went to Jason Lee's event. So I got a chance to see him then, but I hadn't been able to like really kick it with him. And so we decided to go to the party together because I was rolling solo dolo. The other lady that's supposed to go, she wasn't able. It was a lot of stuff going on with the guest list. It was just a lot of chaos. We'll get to that. So I met up with Armand and um, his boyfriend and his two friends, and they were so sweet. And his friend was a tea sipper. He got introduced to my videos via his boyfriend. So I'm like, you know what? It's just a small world. And Armand was looking sharp. He had on these dope Balenciaga shoes. He was in all white. Like everybody was dressed to the nines. So when we got there, um, we seen there was a big old line. There was a lot of people waiting. And I'm like, yeah, I don't do lines. First of all, I'm a female. I got on heels. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting older. I don't have Meg the Stallion knees. I don't have time to wait in lines. Okay. That's not an amusement park. So I get into the Uber with Armand and them. <laughs> I'm like, we about to call Cardi right now. They're like, go ahead and call us. I called. I said, Cardi, I'm here. I'm with Armand and his friends. We need to get inside. We're not waiting in line. They're talking about, they're not letting people in. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm older. I can't stand out here. So she ends up calling her publicist, um, Vanessa, who had been out there for some reason. But, you know, she finally came up to us and she came and got us and took us right into the party. So I just find it very interesting that, you know, little old me, honey, from Minnesota, baby, you know what I mean, was able to walk on into the party with Armand and his crew. Meanwhile, Jamie Foxx was turned away at the door, which is weird because I'm like, that's a big old A-list celebrity. I'm just a little bitty YouTuber. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I don't know why that was that they turned him away, but we'll get into it. So now um, we're in the party. I will say that to me, this venue was not my favorite. I think the party that she did last year, that venue was perfect. It was a lot of people. It was a lot of space. You could walk around and really mix and mingle. Like there was so many people that I saw last year that I was not expecting to see. I ran into a lot of celebrities, got a chance to meet people, you know, people who were fans of my work. Like it was just really, it was more, it was, you were, you were able to flow more because you had this big dance floor and then um, on one side was roped off. It was all VIP tables. Then you go up the steps. It was a bar. There was room in the bar area to kind of kick it. There was a 360 booth. We was taking pictures, having a good old funky time. Then you could go outside and there were backdrops outside. There were food trucks. So last year, it just seemed like it was a bit more well put together. I think this year was a bit kind of rushed just because she's had so much going on. So when you first walked in to the club, it was smaller. And y'all know I'm all about a theme. Like even when I did my party this year on the boat, my whole thing was, you know, animal print, you know, for Leo season, everybody had to wear some type of animal print. Like I love a good theme. You know, we did all the decorations, honey, the centerpieces, all that stuff. So for me, I, I'm here for a theme party, but I want to enjoy every moment. And I really like the burlesque dancers. I've never seen burlesque like outside of TV. Like We've all been in Magic City. I didn't see strippers shake their ass and their tits and shit. They didn't shake their titties in my face. I've experienced all that. I've never seen like the classy burlesque. So I really wanted to like watch their show because the girl was like dancing on the bathtub and doing all these little moves and lifting her leg up. But everything was so sensual. It wasn't ratchet. It wasn't a whole bunch of fast ass shaking. It was very sensual. And I was here for, I said, okay, grown and sexy. So the girls that were like behind glass, it was kind of like a frosty glass. You could see their silhouette, but the main girl, that's when I had recorded on my page. Let me show y'all. She was bad. She was bad as hell. She could dance. She could move. 
I liked her swag. And like she was just doing her thing. And I and so when you walked in, that's where the burlesque dancers were, were like in this little hallway area. And I kind of felt like the venue should have been bigger because I would have loved if they put a burlesque dancer in each corner. Like, you know, two in the front, two in the back. So whichever way you looked at in the club, you could see them dancing in their little positions. I think that'd have been better. Um, you know, because people, unless you were just standing out there, you weren't going to see them. Most people just walked in. We looked at them like, okay, they're cute. And then they just walked into the club. But for me, you know, I thought they were doing good. So I felt like they should have had more center stage because it took Cardi a while to come out. So for the most part, we're just sitting there listening to this DJ. The DJ was all right. But everybody's just kind of listening to him where I think we should have been watching the dancers. I think that had been dope. But again, I wasn't the one who put the party together. Okay. So, um, so anyhow, so we're, we're kicking it. We're having fun at the table. You know, we're, you know, we don't, you know, uh, bogarted somebody's VIP section, honey. Don't know whose table it was, but it was ours for that night. So we sat there, we was kicking it. We was cracking open the whip shots. <laughs> we was having a bond. Now y'all know I don't really drink. That's just drinking is not really my thing. Um, even on my birthday, when I had had the table and stuff at the club and they was bringing out vodka and I don't know, Ciroc, whatever the hell they were serving, you know, and they're like, oh, you know, they was trying to pour me a drink. Hey, uh-uh, we're not going to fill that up. Just just a little, just a splash of vodka. And then I want the rest to be filled with juice. OK, because I'm just not a heavy drinker. So, you know, everybody else, you know, Armahi, he's the turnip king. You know what I mean? That's Mr. Hennessy. You know, they're all taking their shots and Casamigos, they're having their fun. And so, you know, I'm like, well, damn, I've never seen, you know, liquor in a, in a whipped cream can. This is interesting. So we crack them all open. And, you know, I like whipped cream. Like, usually I do eat a lot of whipped cream. Um, I put a lot of that on my fruit. It's like on strawberries, you know what I'm saying, blueberries. I, I have canned whipped cream in my refrigerator, you know, just squirt it on there. So for me, that's where my mind was going, right? So there's a video of them squirting it in my mouth. This is my first time ever trying this. Let me show y'all. Let me, let me share my screen. This is like, it's just, it's funny. We had such a good time. We were just clowning and just having fun. Let me share my screen here. So this is me at the party. That was my burlesque outfit. Yes, I had the girls out. Um, whoever caught my boobs, T and Tamara, y'all had me cracking it. Like, T got the twins out, T and Tamara. I'm like, uh-uh, not y'all naming my breast. So, you know, it was grown and sexy. And so that was me there with the whip shot. And this was them. <laughs> We was clowning. So that, that was me and our mom there with his Balenciagas, honey. So we were just all, you know, in this VIP. I don't know whose VIP section was, but it was ours. It was ours that night. So we're just all in there clowning. You know, we're having fun. Um, there's some more pictures of me. That was, you know, like a decent amount of people. And I got a chance to meet Glorilla. She was very cool, very down to earth. I really liked her. She's a vibe. Okay, there's music playing, so I can't play that. And that was her rapping um, tomorrow, too. So, yes, honey, them damn TTs was popping. So, you know, we, we were just having a really good time. So, anyhow, so now, you know, they're, they're drinking, they're having their fun. And the whip thing, it don't really taste like alcohol to me. And I'm somebody who's very sensitive to alcohol. 
It just tasted like creamy goodness in my mouth. Oh gosh, that sounded bad. But I'm just saying. So I'm like, damn, this shit is good. Well, now I want to try the other flavor and the other flavor. Child, by the time I knew it, I done ate half the whipped cream bottle. I didn't know. You know what I mean? It just comes out so smooth and creamy. So I didn't ate half the bottle, right? So now we're finally, you know, they're, they're moving us out of that section because Offset and his family's coming. So like now they're like, y'all got to get up, go do something. So he's like, let's go to the stage and go watch, you know, Miss Cardi B. So we're all out there watching Cardi B perform. She's doing her thing. She looked gorgeous. Waist was snatched. Couldn't have been no more than 22 inches. I was like, damn, she looked good. Her outfit was beautiful. Like everybody looked really nice. Offset looked really nice. He looked sharp. Um... So, you know, we're, we're all watching, you know, her performing everything else. She's giving people whip shots. She's giving, um, I think she gave Armand some Hennessy. Um, she's like, you know, pouring drinks into people's mouths. I wasn't down for that. I don't drive the boat. I need, you know, when it's hard liquor, I need it to be measured out accordingly. You're not just going to free fall liquor in my mouth. So I wasn't down with that, but I was here for the whip shots. Man, by the end of the night, them damn whip shots kicked in. Oh, that shit kicked in. I didn't even know till the next day when I went to go Google these whip shots, it contained 10% alcohol. My ass that barely ever drank was, was eating something with 10% alcohol. Then ate up half the can because it tasted so good. Chad, I was trying to get to the bathroom. I'm like this and people was trying to help me. So, you know, I had a good time. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. I had a good time, buddy. It was fun. Um, Now, some girl... She passed out at the party. Um, my mother-in-law was calling me the next day, making sure it wasn't me on the stretcher. I'm like, I don't, I don't even know when this happened. I ended up asking Cardi. I said, well, who was the girl on the stretcher? Cardi said she didn't know. And I don't know. It couldn't have happened inside the club because this club was really small. Like you literally, you can see everybody in the club. Like Danny lays right here. I'm right here. Uh, Chloe and, and Haley Bailey, they're right there. I'm right. Like you can see literally everybody in the club. So I don't know who this girl was that passed out and got taken out on the stretcher. I'm assuming maybe she passed out in the line. I don't think she was in the club because we would have seen paramedics and all that coming in. So I don't know. But the Jamie Foxx thing like really surprised me that he didn't get in. Um, cause Tiffany Haddish came in and she wasn't dressed like nothing. Her titties weren't now. She didn't even follow the thing. Lala Milan was there. She looked gorgeous. She had her little burlesque outfit on. But Tiffany Haddish just showed up. I said, well, how the hell did she get in? Because people were saying, well, Jamie Foxx wasn't dressed for the occasion. You can't just show up in Nike. Well, Tiffany uh, Tiffany Haddish wasn't dressed up, and they let her in. So I don't know what that was about, but I think the guest list was off. I know a lot of people were waiting to get confirmation, and there was some type of mishap where people were not getting confirmations. People were not on the list, but I will also say this. Um, when I talked to Cardi about the Jamie Foxx situation, she felt bad, but it was, it had nothing to do with Cardi. 
She's literally on stage turning up for her birthday, you know what I'm saying, having fun. She don't know who the hell's at the door. That's not her job. So she didn't know, you know, what happened, why he wasn't able to get in. But to be honest, this club was not that big, y'all. Like, Jamie walked up with 10 people, and this is just me being brutally honest. Where were they about to sit? Because me, Armand, and his three friends, we took up a whole booth by ourselves. It wasn't number, what, five of us? Like, literally, if you were to squeeze 10 people in that booth, they'd have to be sitting on laps. Now, I would volunteer to sit on Jamie Foxx's lap, okay? I would give up my seat for Jamie Foxx and sit on his lap. I I sure would. But other than that, there was nowhere for them to sit. So I think that was the issue. Because he's such a big star, it's like you can't let Jamie into this little-ass club and there's literally nowhere for them to sit. The people that are sitting next to us was like OT Genesis um, and his entourage. And then there was like a table in the middle. Well, no tables, just booths. So only like six booths total. There was like a booth in the middle. And that's where Chloe, Haley, Danny Lay, Karuchi, uh, DDG, I think that's his name, uh, Haley's boyfriend, um, YK Osiris child. I'm trying to remember these names. Okay. They were kind of all in the middle. That ice spice girl was there with the red Afro. She was there. She was kind of like in a table, like in the corner, but yeah, I I don't know where Jamie Foxx would have sat with his entourage. Like just looking at what was going on in that club, there was not enough room and you can't make somebody like Jamie Foxx stand. Like he's not going to have that. So I think that was the whole thing is that what they were trying to do was kind of maybe stall to see if they could kick, you know, people like me out of the section. Because <laughs> they did. They was like, uh-uh, y'all got to get up now. Y'all been here all night. I'm sitting them coming. I'm like, well, shit, can we move once he gets here? But I think they were trying to find space for him, but there was really no space. You cannot have an A-lister like Jamie Foxx just standing in the middle of the club. He, he's going to want to sit down. So I think that's really what happened is that they couldn't find any space for him because there was really no space. And it was very, very tight, very small. Um, I just wish they would have picked a bigger venue. That's my only complaint. Um, I don't like when I'm, you know, near the front of the stage and you, you know, I don't, I don't like that Astroworld feeling because not everybody's trying to rush the stage and get video and they're pushing you. And I feel a bunch of, you know, uh, lingerie, you know, everybody's lingerie got rhinestones and shit. I feel rhinestones on my back. I'm getting scratched by shit. Got titties all over me. You know what I mean? It was just very tight. Whereas, you know, at her last venue it was enough space to spread out. You know what I mean? So that's my only complaint. As far as people saying that it was boring, I think this. I'm just the type, wherever you go, you got to be able to make fun. You know what I'm saying? You got to have fun and you got to be with fun people. When you're with fun people, it's not boring. Armand is a fun person. I'm a fun person. A lot of my tea sippers, y'all don't party with me. Choice knows, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Choice TV. Y'all know I get down. I don't sit around and just hold up walls or I'm just sitting there like looking mad and bitter. Oh, I'm a diva. Uh-uh, bitch. Move on over. We going to laugh. We going to clown. We going to have fun. So when people say that stuff is boring, usually they're the boring ones. Usually they're the wallflower. Go back to my boat party and look how we was turned up. Shout out to Marquis, Janissa, Zulika, Camille. They all came to my party. My cousins, everybody. We turn up. Now we can't play all this music. But I'm going to show you this part where they play McMill. Like, yeah, that's how I get down. Like, we all have fun, you know what I'm saying? That's just what it is. 
I'm not gonna stand around and just be like on some weird bougie, like, uh, no, we rapping to the songs, we rapping word for word, we turning up. So if people were bored, that's because they were boring. And these all these folks who are claiming that they're bored, I didn't see any videos. Well, at least show me a video of you in the club just sitting here like this, bored. I didn't well, where's the video? Were you really there? That's the question. So again, was this like the most lit, you know, party? I don't think it was the most lit because I think her party last year was better just because the location and the space. But this was definitely fun. And I definitely had a good time. You know what I'm saying? And them whip shots, honey, they were no joke. They were definitely fun. I think, you know, she went all out as best as she could. It's her 30th birthday. And my main thing, like I told her, <clears throat> is that I want her to understand that she is starting a new chapter in her life. And that, you know, to reach 30 is a blessing. You know what I'm saying? We live in a culture where everything is just so, once you you hit 30, you're old, you're over the hill. And it's not that, you know, you can do so much. You still have a whole nother life, a whole nother chapter of your life to live, you know? So um, it was, it was, it was a blessing. I was happy. I'm very grateful, you know, to get that invite that, you know, she invited me and I felt right at home. You know, the energy was good. I didn't feel any craziness. You know, Danny Lay was sitting there. She looked beautiful. You know, the, the Bailey sisters, they look gorgeous. Everybody was dressed to the theme, you know, except for Tiffany Haddish. <laughs> but I mean, basically, you know, for the most part, all the females, you know, they followed the theme. And I even felt comfortable. You know, usually I'm very insecure about my chest, but I said, you know what? I don't care. I think I look good for my age. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I, I can I can handle these. You know, I can be in the same room with these young celebrities and feel OK. And people pay good money for big boobs. I'm, I'm, I'm let y'all stop making me feel insecure about my chest. Ain't nothing I can do about it. They ain't going no damn where. So it is what it is. So I feel very confident in my outfit. And thank you guys so much for just all the compliments and the likes. I was shocked when I woke up and I had like 18,000 likes on my pictures because I don't really even post pictures that much. So thank you guys just so much for the love and the support and just, you know, making me feel confident again. Because, you know, once you get to a certain age, child, you be like, oh, God. <laughs> You're like, ah! All this, you know what I'm saying? Older weight gain. I hate it, but it is what it is, shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I had a really good time. So, um, it was amazing. And then I got back here, um, you know, late last night only to see all of this drama unfolding. So let me go ahead and read some of these super chats. Then we're going to get into just all the drama that's going on with the girls right now. So, um, let me see here. Um, uh, the Wayne number one sent one ninety nine, and he says, Team Nikki with the unicorn emojis. Thank you so much for the super chat, love. Um, JFan97 sent $7, says much blessings to the blessings. Thank you so much. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Deborah Kawan says you look beautiful, T. Thank you so much, Deborah. Appreciate you. Uh, Aaron Moore. I like how you spell your name. That's different. Says, hey, T, you looked amazing, Auntie. I love you. Just watched Armand's live stream the other day about the party. Yes, his stream was definitely funny. He had a good time. You know what I'm saying? I think it was a good party. You know, people are going to have their opinions, but I can only speak for myself. He can only speak for himself. And I personally, I had a good time. I had a wonderful time hanging with him and his friends. You know, we had a dope moment. So I definitely can't wait to do it again. So we'll see what happens next year. 
Um, let's see here. Mariah Monique says, hey, T, I've been watching since 2001. Girl, YouTube wasn't even around in 2001. Child, y'all be reaching. <laughs> you probably meant 2008 or nine. <laughs> says, I'll be 19 next week. Love you. Just kidding. But my friends, hold on. My favorite word you say is funeral. Okay, you were telling the joke, because I was about to say, girl, 2001, that's when I had my oldest child. How you been here since 2001? People do be doing that, though. I've been watching you since I was four. I'm now 49. Like, you tried it. <laughs> but thank you so much. I know people have certain favorite words that I say, like funeral in California. I don't know. That's just how I talk. <laughs> But thank you. Um, Nick P. Sent 1999 says, Auntie, of course, we're going to recognize you. You're a star. Plus, you're going to be getting more recognition. Times Square. But Nikki needs to chill. Let the other girls win. You've made your name. Don't worry. Focus on your craft. The rest is coming. Thank you so much. And somebody did remind me that, like, you do have a billboard in New York. Like, people are going to recognize. Like, I totally have forgot about that. But yeah, I was just surprised, like, how many people were recognizing me while I was out in LA, just doing random stuff, you know? So, and my friend's like, now you need to start getting security because people recognize you everywhere. But I don't know, I'm just the type of person, I just like to get up and go. I don't like to like deal with a whole lot of mess and different people around me. I'm just, you know, I'm usually just solo dolo for the most part, you know? So, but it was dope running into so many people and they just have really nice things to say about my platform. So I appreciate it. Um, let's see here. Ronald Harvey says, oh, shit, T is fine than a mother effer. Lord have mercy. Thank you so much, Ronald. I appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, Wayne number one sent 1999 says these other rap girls need to stop showing Nikki fake love and begging for a feature and getting into it with her when she refuses to give them one. Nobody would allow other greats like Beyonce to be treated like this. We have not even spilled the tea yet, Wayne. Wayne is going off, but we're going to get into all of that. We're going to get into all of that. So thank you for the super chat, love. Um, Regina Sanderson 10 says, hey, T, just sending you love. First super chat, been watching for several years. You're my number one YouTuber. Your vibe always uplifts and inspires me. Please come to an event in Charlotte. Laugh out loud. Thank you so much. I love Charlotte. And hopefully I will come back down there soon enough. I lived down there for like 10 years. Um, but thank you. Boogie Fizzle. Book, hold on. Boogie Fizzle. Sam 199 says, Miss T, don't spit. She swallowed that. Yes, I did. <laughs> don't swallow at the damn can. <laughs> that shit was good. I'm not even going to lie. That, that, that whipped cream, it kicks in. It kicks up on you. You don't realize it at first until you don't ate half the damn can and you walking around like, oh, shit. What the hell? <laughs> well, thank you so much. Um, let's see here. Danya M says, you are awesome. You looked amazing. Keep feeling and looking confident. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Um, Ken sent 999 says, setting love. Can't wait to watch the playback. Hope everyone hits the like button. Yes, definitely hit the like button, you guys. We have over close to 6,000 people in here. Please hit that like button. So we got to talk about the rap girls. Once again, the rap girls are fighting. It's a bunch of drama online. I did the video earlier. Um, Today, I hope most of you guys had a chance to watch it. I did a whole breakdown on everything with Nicki Minaj and Lotto and what happened yesterday. <clears throat> now, let me say this because I, what I've noticed a lot of like just things, just, just being an observer 
of like the female rap industry over the past few years. And this is somebody who has watched Nikki come into the game. And, you know, I, I've been a fan of Nikki in different parts, right? Especially in the beginning, because up until then, we hadn't really had a whole lot of female rappers that were still doing it big. Yes, we had the Little Kims. We had the Foxy Browns. But I think when Nikki came in, she came in at a space where we needed a new rap girl. You know what I'm saying? Every era needs that rap girl, right? Just like in the 80s, we had like, or maybe early 90s, I'm sorry, I said 80s. Maybe the early 90s, we had like Queen Latifah, MC Light, you know what I mean? So then by the time the late 90s came in, we had the Little Kims, the Foxy Browns, the Eves, Trina, things like that. And so Nicki Minaj was that girl for like, you know, the next generation. And um, to me, she could definitely rap. She had like just a lot of like really dope bars. You know, she was doing her thing, but I just noticed like just like the constant issue with her and Little Kim. And we'll get into that a little bit later, but it just always seemed to be this young versus old situation with Little Kim. So now we fast forward to like the new modern rap girls, right? We got the Cardi B's, we got the Lottos, um, Malibu Mitch, um, Akbar. You know, just a bunch of rap girls, right? And so you have Nikki, you know, working with certain people. You have certain people who sign more with Cardi. But I feel like there's been such a divide in this industry, especially with the female rap industry. And I feel like a lot of that drama has come from Nicki Minaj's side. I just feel that way. This is not about, and you can call, don't, don't call me no hater. This is just me being honest. Because I feel like, as you get older, you have to support the next generation. Otherwise, you look like just like a bitter Betty. I just don't understand like the constant beefing with like the younger girls. Case in point, when Cardi was up for a Grammy, I remember there was a lot of talk back then. A lot of people were, were mad and upset. They were saying she's too new. She hasn't put in enough work. It was all about payola. There were all these conspiracies to why this girl was up for a Grammy. Okay. And remember when she was up for a Grammy, the Grammys don't matter. Um, it, it does. A Grammy doesn't equate talent. A Grammy doesn't equate writing and bars. Even though Bodak Yellow did really well, Cardi B's whole album did really well. It's like she was not deserving to Nicki and a lot of her fans of getting a Grammy. And a Grammy didn't matter and who cares? Uh, Nicki's the queen of rap. She writes her own raps. It was all this disparaging stuff. And this is just me keeping it real on the outside looking in. Then when, when Meg Thee Stallion, AKA Bigfoot, as Nicki called her in that message with Lotto, you know, when Meg Thee Stallion came out and she was nominated for a Grammy, what was everybody saying? Sympathy. It was because Tory Lanez shot her in the hoof. It was because, you know what I'm saying, all this drama with Tory Lanez. Everybody has something to say, and most of the people were not saying something positive. It wasn't because she's talented. It wasn't because Meg Thee Stallion can rap, too. It was all of these conspiracies. So now what I find very, I know I said hoof, child. Y'all know them damn uh, horse jokes, honey. I can't just, I can't stay away from the horse jokes. <laughs> but, um... Now that we're going into the 2023 season, 
I see Nicki Minaj like super excited now to be, you know, submitted for this Grammy, you know, category. You know, she wants to be submitted because Super Freaky Girl's doing good on the charts. She hasn't had a song hit the charts, you know, number one and been up there for, you know, as long as it's been up there in a while. Okay. This is something more new. Now, in the past, Nikki was always on the charts, always on the charts, always doing it big. Then she, you know, she took a break, a hiatus, whatever. So now this is kind of like a comeback. So what I find very interesting about this is that the Grammys took her out of the hip hop category and they moved her over to the pop category. And Nikki was calling that out. And you know what? I agree with Nikki. And I think the majority of the internet, honestly, regardless if you're a Nikki fan or not, agreed with Nikki. If you're going to do it for one, you have to do it for, uh, for the other. Like I always say, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Don't tell me that I'm wrong for doing something, but then these people can do it too. And we see that all the time on YouTube. Well, white YouTubers, they get away with murder. They can come on here and be topless and, and do backflips and cuss everybody out. Video won't be demonetized. They won't be banned. A black person comes on here and just speaks truth to power. Oh, you're preaching black supremacy. You got to go. So we see it all the time where it's okay for one and not the other. So Lotto's song is definitely pop. I don't consider Big Energy like this hardcore rap album. I didn't even understand why she won you know, rapper of the year, you know, like rap album of the year, whatever she won for BT. Because I don't look at that as like a hardcore rap song. But again, I don't control, you know, any of these nominations or wins. I was happy that she did win something, but I don't know she should have won it for that particular song. So now even Lotto herself has admitted that she kind of crossed over to go do the pop thing because the pop thing tends to get pushed more in the mainstream, right? That's why I believe Doja Cat is pushed way more because she's more or less always put in like more pop category. Every now and then they'll try and put her in hip hop, but what she does is considered a bit more popish. and pop is just more mainstream. Let's just keep it real. So I think that's why Lotto kind of moved over that way with that song. So even if Lotto is out here tweeting that the song is more pop, I don't think Nikki was wrong for saying, well, hey, why am I the only one being put in this category? I think I don't think that she really needed to say Lotto's name because sometimes you don't have to say anything. It, it should just be obvious, right? If we have Super Freaky Girl and they're saying that that sounds popish and clearly Lotto's in there, people are going to know who you're talking about. People are going to ride for you anyways. Your peoples are going to call out Lotto. So I think when she kind of put Lotto's name in it, it almost came off like childish. Remember like back in the day, like let's say, you know, something goes on in the classroom. Let's say the teacher walks out and all the kids are acting a fool. And the teacher comes in and she catches that one kid and she's like, you're going to the principal's office. You weren't listening while I was gone. Then the kid is like, wait, wait, wait. But but T was doing stuff too. And such and such was throwing pencils and such. Uh-uh, uh-uh, go take your, you know, you got caught. Just go take your little, you know, punishment. Don't come dragging us all in it. That's how it kind of came off because we all knew who she was talking about. So, you know, I can see like, you know, why I mentioned her name, especially after Lotto said they left off on a bad note. Okay. So now on top of all that going on with these two, you know, 
with Nicki Minaj stating her opinion, talking about it. Then Lotto came out and basically said that, you know, because I think she DM'd her first. She DM'd her first and was basically trying to talk to her in the DMs and saying, I agree with you, but why are you bringing my name in it? And then that is when Nicki decided to post a private conversation. Okay. So Nikki took it there because it wasn't public at first. Nikki posted it and said, you know, why isn't she showing me support publicly? Why isn't she supporting another, another black woman when she knows this is wrong? And then at that point, that is the spark that lit all of this drama that happened. Now, I will say this. I feel like there's a lot of frustration and anger you know what I'm saying, that Nikki has towards this new generation of girls. I've always had the feeling that Nikki does prefer to be the only one. And that's okay. You know what I'm saying? If that's just what you prefer, that's what you prefer. I think she's in a situation where she feels like she's having to collab with these girls to kind of stay, you know, with like the younger people because she's older now. She's She's older. And so she kind of has to stay in line with the younger people. Like I felt no type of genuine connection with her and the and Corey LeRae. I never understood that collaboration at all. It never made sense to me. And then fast forward now, they're beefing and and you know Corey LeRae's olive oil. I think Nikki likes for people to like really worship the ground that she works on and constantly pay homage and things like that. And one thing I can say is that Lotto has done that. But let me be real. I don't think it's necessarily coming from a genuine place. When you're constantly screaming, I'm the queen. I'm that girl. Y'all need to pay me homage. Y'all need to show me love. What ends up happening is that, yeah, you'll have a segment of the population and these female rappers who actually, you know, who do like you. But you'll have more of a section, segment, excuse me, of females plotting. They're not necessarily there because they like you. They want to rub shoulders with you to get into certain spaces. Perfect example, Meg Thee Stallion. Remember, oh, Nikki's my idol. I look up to Nikki, 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 Nikki. And we write our songs. Remember, she was throwing shade at Cardi. And I didn't respect Meg for that. And I'm going to always stand on that. Be cool with who you want to be cool with. If you like Nikki and you're a fan of Nikki, that's great. But you don't have to shade another female because you're rocking with this one. Because Cardi never told you to pick a side. So, you know, Nikki did the song with Meg. They were kikiing. They had matching, you know, hair color weave and all this stuff. Only for Meg to use Nikki and her fans for what she needed and move right on to the next one. And then got with Cardi and used Barty Gang for what she needed. You know, WAP went super successful, performed at the Grammys. So Meg played that game. And that's the problem. And I think that Meg's situation left a bad taste in Nikki's mouth. Hence why she's Connor Bigfoot in the DMs, right? Then on top of that, you had this situation with Coy LeRae. You know, she worked with Coy LeRae. Coy LeRae, from what I'm hearing, felt like Nikki used her, um, I guess. And she felt like Nikki used her to promote the next project that she was working on because it was so close to Blick Blick. 
Like I said, I never understood the Coyle Ray collaboration because Coyle Ray is not a lyricist like that. I love her personality. I love the fact that she's a skinny mini girl and she's confident in her body and she's all natural and she's just confident with who she is. I love that about Coyle Ray. Twin and them, that's my song. But as far as them collaborating, it, to me, it, it just, it, it didn't even make any sense. I was always thinking to myself, why is she not collaborating with Lotto? They both can rap. They both look a lot alike. They're shaped alike. You know what I'm saying? That would be a dope feature. But I think for her, she was feeling a way about Lotto. I don't think she feels that Lotto's love or, you know, the constant mention of her name was really sincere. And I think Nikki right now is really trying to be careful with the people that she extends herself to. And I also feel like she feels a way, honestly, because Lotto was in WAP with two of her sworn enemies, Meg Thee Stallion and Cardi B. Remember, Lotto was in there. She didn't have a verse, but she was in there in lingerie, you know, switching her ass and, you know, dropping like it's hot. I think that has made Nikki be like, okay, I'll deal with the public love, but I don't know how I want to handle you because you was over here kicking and being cool with Cardi and Meg. I really think that's where her issue really is, why she hasn't embraced Lotto fully. Because Corey Ray has never done anything with Cardi. They've never connected or anything like that. And most of the girls that Nikki is with have not co connected or had any type of connection to Cardi. And so I think she's being very, very strategic. Now, I will. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Also say this. When you're constantly wanting praise and, you know, accolades and people to worship you, it does breed fake love. You know, like I said before, it breeds fake love. And I believe that Lotto's actions, once Nikki turned her down for a feature, it bothered Lotto. Because Lotto has the right to say, you know, how she feels and, you know, clap back at Nikki in this instance with the Grammy situation. But we're not going to act like she was innocent either. All of these girls throw subliminals, including Cardi, okay? Y'all not keep it real over here. They, they have all been guilty of throwing subliminals. All of them. City Girls, Cardi B, Meg Thee Stallion, Nicki. That's the one thing about these female rappers until yesterday. They rarely add each other. It's just a bunch of subliminal, subliminal bullshit. Then you got to, you know, put on your magnifying glass and search Twitter and connect the dots and all this weird shit. Where's the male rappers be like, I don't like Meat Mill. Fuck him. And Adam. The girls don't do that. They just send subliminals all day. And Lotto has sent subliminals. You know, she, she shaded Nikki for not working with her. Let's keep that real. But Nikki has also taken interviews that Lotto has said personally. When Lotto was saying that she's glad that, you know, Nikki's not the only female, that now there's a plethora of women in rap, I don't think she was wrong for that. You know, because me, I for one am glad that it's not only Nikki. I'm glad that it's a lot of other women now. 
I'm really liking Glorilla's new album. You know what I'm saying? So I'm glad that we're able to hear from other rappers from around the country and that it's just not one. And I'm not saying that it was only one rapper when Nicki was out, but let's keep it real. She was the main mainstream rapper that everyone talked about, that everyone gravitated towards. No, if you were out during that Nicki Minaj era, most people were not checking for other female rappers around that era. That's how powerful Nicki Minaj was. And I think that that's what Lotto was trying to say. But Nikki took it as shade, like you're dissing me and you're trying to compare yourself to me. Let me keep this real. Outside of looks and body, Lotto does not compare to Nicki Minaj music wise, uh, album wise, album sales. And I think that's the problem with some of these new rap girls that are coming in the scene. They want things handed to them. You know what I mean? They're, they're expecting certain things. They're thinking because I have a big following and I'm verified on Twitter and I'm verified on Instagram, that should allow me into certain spaces. A lot of people don't pay dues anymore. And that's the issue. A lot of these girls are coming into the game and they're wanting collaborations right off the bat. They're wanting features. They're wanting to be in people's music videos. They have all these expectations and entitlements. Don't nobody owe you shit. I come from the generation when we bought CDs, there might be one feature on that bitch, if that. Now you, there's times you'll get an album from somebody, there's a feature on every damn song. Can we actually hear what you can do by yourself? Why does everybody need a feature? Why do you need a co-signer? I do YouTube by myself. I don't need co-signers. I got that good credit. Like, why do we never get some of that? Why are these girls not coming into the game being confident in who they are and being confident in their ability? Why is everything, I want to collab with Nikki. I want to feature with Nikki. I got to be on Nikki's track. It's not because they really like her. It's because they know it's a good look and that's a stamp. That's what Meg Thee Stallion did. She knew that was a good look. They know Nikki's fan base is crazy as hell. Whoever's Nikki's rocking with, they're going to rock with them. So a lot of these girls know what they're doing. My thing is, if you're a true artist, you shouldn't have to beg nobody for a feature. You should be so hot that people are knocking on your door and asking you. The OG should be asking to feature with you. That's how you do that. See, when Cardi came in the game, she wasn't out here begging Nikki for features. She wasn't out here trying to work with all these different people. She was already doing her thing. And I think that's the problem. Because that's what was bothering Nikki. Nikki felt like there wasn't enough homage being paid and everything else. And Cardi's like, I have paid you homage. I told you I'm a big fan. I'm just not going to suck your peen. I'm not doing that. Whereas these other, you know, rap girls, they've done that. It's just been this constant, oh, all praises due to Nikki. All praises due to Allah for Nikki. You know, it's like, what the hell? You know what I mean? And I think she's starting to see through that. And I think she's tired of it. But I just think like this entire situation, it's crazy, like just the constant back and forth. So I want to also talk about the whole age thing, the age shaming comment and stuff like that. But first, we're going to uh, break for today's sponsor, okay? So today's sponsor is BetterHelp. BetterHelp is a place where you can go seek an online therapist for all of your issues, 
not just, you know, regular people, but rappers too, okay? Feel free to go on to BetterHelp. They can work you, they can help you work out through your problems, issues, any roadblocks that you're facing in your life. All you need to do is go on to betterhelp.com slash sip slow, which is my code to save 10% off of your first, um, you know what I'm saying, uh, treatment. So just go on there once again, betterhelp.com slash sip slow. Tell them lovely tea sent you, okay? So now I want to go ahead and talk about the whole ageism situation that's going on. Um, Nikki feels like Lotto's coming at her age, which I just found incredibly funny. And right, I was trying to see if it was still trending, but all day, freaky grandma's been trending. Um, you know, Lotto said, you're as old as my mom. I don't think that's ageism. I think that's Lotto spitting facts. Nicki Minaj is definitely old enough to be her mom. Now, I didn't know Lotto was only 23. Lotto looks a lot older than her age. And again, most of these girls in this generation do. Y'all wear all that heavy makeup, heavy weave. A lot of y'all do look a lot older. I thought Lotto was like 28. Okay, but she's 23, right? Lotto is technically young enough to be Nicki Minaj's child. Why? Because I have a soon-to-be 22-year-old. Lotto's damn near young enough to be my child. And that's the thing. When somebody's that young, I'm not arguing with people in their early 20s. I've told y'all that before. I don't argue with people born in the 2000s or later because y'all be talking like y'all know everything and y'all just got here. So I'm not going back and forth with a bunch of 2000s babies. You know, I don't think there's anything wrong with being older, of course, I always tell people to embrace that. But I don't think she was age shaming. But when you're turning around and saying that she looks old and, oh, well, I thought you were 35, that's age shaming. Because now you're shaming her for her look and saying that you thought she was 35 years old. You knew damn well that girl, she don't look that damn old, you know. But I feel like Nikki is very upset about that because that's what a lot of people are saying. That you're old, your grandma you need to retire, you're 40. Because again, it's like once you hit over the age of 30, people just discard you. It's almost like, you know, you should just be banished and not heard from again. And ageism is real, but I don't think what Lotto said was ageism. She was stating facts. You are old enough to be her mother. You're probably older than her mother. Her mother's 39. I think Nikki's either 39 or 40. Don't know. And even P. Diddy was saying this not too long ago on The Breakfast Club. And what I found interesting is he had the nerve to be crying about ageism. I don't like when people come up to me and they be like, hey, Unc, I feel like they're trying to talk about my age. I might be 58 or however the hell old he is, but I look damn good for my age. You know, ageism is real in hip hop. And to me, I thought to myself, Diddy, shut the hell up. Women have been talking about ageism forever. And most men don't acknowledge it, especially in hip hop. And my thing is, it's funny that now that it's happening to these older male rappers, now they want to have a conversation about ageism. But when females are like, hey, I can't even get a role because I'm over the age of 35, or I can't play certain roles now once I hit my 40s, but you know, Robert De Niro and all these older actors, they're always seen as sexy as they get older. So ageism has been a conversation. And if you're so concerned about ageism, have y'all ever seen Diddy with somebody his age outside of Kim Porter? In recent years. No, you're running after 28-year-old Carisha. 
So you can't sit there and cry about ageism, but you don't even date women your own age. And Carisha's grown. Like, like I told you, I've never had an issue with her and Diddy dating, fucking whatever they do. That is their business. She's a grown woman. But you can't cry ageism and you don't even talk to women your own age. You know what I mean? So I, I hear a lot of this conversation happening in hip hop, but it's very interesting now that the, the hip hop, you know, gatekeepers are getting older, like the Jay-Z's, the Diddy's and others. Now it's all, you know, people are trying to call us unk and people are trying to count us out because we're older. Well, yeah, because at what point are y'all going to let the new generation shine? You know what I'm saying? So I, I think like ageism is a real thing, but I don't think Lotto's situation was ageism. Now, on top of all of that, it's hard for me to have a whole lot of sympathy when it comes to the whole ageism thing for Nicki Minaj. Because let's keep it real. I keep thinking back to all the stuff that went down between her and little Kim. And how she treated little Kim and the issues that they had. And I'm not saying that little Kim was 100% innocent. I'm not saying that because like I said, all these female rappers, they sub each other in songs on social media and that stuff. But remember, this is the same girl that was like, you know, uh, I hear the mumbling. I hear the crackling, you know, like talking about little Kim being old, hang it up, flat screen. So it's very interesting that the same energy that she was putting out 10, 15 years ago is the same energy that she's now receiving from a lot of these younger girls. Like, I'm that new girl. Make way. Or you're just mad because, you know, you're older. Let me take y'all back to some of the conversations that were happening a few years ago. And it's very interesting how all of this right now is what Nikki's going through in current day, in this current date and time. And this is why you have to watch how you treat people, the type of energy that you put out there. You, you have to treat people who come before you with genuine, okay, respect. And I'm not saying like just a quick shout out or that's my fave. Genuine respect, love, and admiration. Why? Because these people paved the way for you to be able to eat and, and live a good life. Because many of the hip-hop entrepreneurs who came before the Nicki Minaj's, the Lil Wayne's, the Drake's, a lot of them are not living that trife life. A lot of those pioneers are struggling. They didn't, they, there was no money for them to make. So let me go ahead and play these videos. Give me just a second here. Okay, here we go. Just be real. She took the first shots. It's always been like that. It's so deep. I, I mean, like I said, when I put the documentary together, people will more understand. But it's like she's been throwing shots and still throwing shots. I think her shots, are, her shots are more subtle, and you'll be very direct and say, "Yes, that's who I'm talking about, and that's what it's about." And Nikki would be like, "No, I'm not talking." Yeah, about because her. yes, exactly right. You know what I mean? And so I'm not gonna play these games. I'm gonna get straight to the money. I'm not gonna sit there and. Let you spin people and spin around. Come on, everybody who is in into hip hop, into music, everybody know what it is. Mm -hmm. Let's just be real. I thought it had something to do with, with, with Fendi as well. Because you let's just be. She was always throwing shots. I don't know what you're talking about. I've you never need heard to it. go. You need because you're I, not trying. I used to, to hear her pay homage, like she said. She used to say, "I love Kim. I love." You're not Foxy. trying to do your homework. That's why, boo boo. You got to do your homework. If you go on all of those. See those little 
to come up even with Fendi. Fendi would even say it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, because, you know, she was just a real cocky type of girl or whatever. She just, she always wanted to be like you. She always wanted to be, and she would say, I'm going to take her spot. I Let me tell you something, how I know. Full Force had her, Full Force's son had her first. Mm-hmm. Do you know that? Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. They had her first. When I did the song on my album, You Can't with Queen Bee, you know that song? I don't know if you know, but anyway, when I did that song on my album, that's full force singing that song. Mm-hmm. That They did that song. She was in the studio then, and they said she was basically hating on me then, but loving me at the same time. Okay, fine. Now, after that whole cash money situation with the song, we're at Justin's birthday party. Perfect timing to come up and say, hey, you know, we did the song together. Whoa, 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 whoa. Nothing. And she looked at me and rolled her eyes and I was like, really? Every single record she's made was coming at me. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you say. I don't care what nobody said. Everybody who's smart with a brain, everybody who knows music knows damn well. And that puffy record, she was coming at me. I didn't say nothing about this chick. I say nothing about this chick at this time. She was coming at me in, that puffy, in the Puffy record. She was coming at me in all, all these records that she was doing, the, the Jay and Kanye rest. I didn't say nothing. So what is all, I don't understand all this. How, comment, how come when male rap was like, you not like her. She wanted to be the only female out there. So when Baby and them said, we're not fucking with this chick because you can't stand next to her, she loved it. Because she didn't want to stand next to me. I think it's how she wanted to be out there by herself. I think the industry puts is, women against each other. All yeah, the time, they though. do. That's exactly I mean, it, what it, happened. It, and my thing is, you have to be smart enough to say, "Yo, I don't know what they talking about, but you my bitch." Don't start coming at me in records, talking to me, just talking about me, disrespectful. You know what I'm saying? Indirectly, don't do that. Don't do that. At would, the end of the day, she should have just said. I don't care. You my bitch. Yo, I want to still do other things with you. Let's just do it. Forget about what this... Because I think for women, day, it's harder because they do make it seem like you're going to go down in history now as a sore loser. As opposed to going down in history as the queen. Because when you... If you can't beat them, join them. If you don't have something nice to say, don't say anything at all. You don't have to feel the need to put somebody down and make yourself feel better. I see people do things all the time that I think, hmm, that remind me of Nicki Minaj. But it's like, do you, honey? It's like we all take from each other. It's there's nothing. That's why I, you know, I did a record on um, Pink Friday called Here I Am, and as I said, like nothing is new under the sun. You know, when you see Gaga, you see Madonna. But I don't. But Madonna never hated on Gaga. Why in the black communities we gotta hate on each other instead of saying thank you for showing me love, thank you for you know like keeping my name alive, you know the same way the same way she opened doors for me, I'm now opening doors for her. Because do you understand what I'm saying? Because nobody was even playing your music and you damn sure couldn't get an interview to save your life. But now you get interviews and every time you do an interview they asking you about Nicki Minaj. So it's like we can we we help each other. You know, that's the point. We're helping each other. But if you are bitter, get a life. Don't play with me. You know, because I respect you, I love you, I've said it in every interview, time and time again. 
And if that's not good enough with you, mama, then it's something deep-rooted in you. You need to get your... Something is bothering And then when you come in in the game, you don't come in the game disrespecting your idols. You don't be like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm the new. You sit down. I'm the new. No. I, I couldn't say... Why would I say that to salt and pepper? Like... I'm I'm the new such and such. You sit down. You had you know you done. You had why, why would I say that to Salt Pepper? Why would I say that to MC Light? Why would I say that these are the girls that made it possible for me? These are the girls that influenced me and gave me life. You know what I mean? It's just that's just you don't come in the industry like that. And a lot of these girls come in the industry like that. It's whack. Yeah. It's whack. You know? And it always catches up to you later. Karma is a mother, so I do want to say is you know. My in a perfect world, I would like to see everybody, you know, come together and get along. Yeah, uh, that don't always be the case, but it's simple. It's simple as one, two, three. It's a respect. You don't have to like somebody, but just you can respect what they're doing and what they've done. And that's the you know, it's it's so simple. Everybody try to make it seem like it's this big thing. It's just simple. Let's just respect each other it, when i say respect too it's a respect of in doing this for two decades that's hard that's extremely hard that's that's not something you know it's not about how quick you build a house it's how long that house can stand and so we have to be careful what we teach you know the generation about because it was a time when I came up when if you was if you've been in the game for 10 years strong, you was a legend. Now, yep. you know, you're irrelevant. Mm -hmm. We I never looked at James Brown Man. like you are irrelevant Relevant. when Michael Jackson came along. Right. I never That's looked at right. Tina Turner like you don't mean nothing because Beyonce is here. Like these people have built a foundation and not just people of my era, but people of the era before me, the lights, the Latifas, the 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 salt and peppers, the Roxanne Shantae's. So it's just, we just have to respect each other and, you know, then be helpful to the ones that's coming so we can teach them because what will happen is they will get to a place where they're 10 years of God willing, they'll get to a place where they're 10, 15 years in the game. Mm -hmm. And you don't want the next person behind you to come and discredit any of your accolades. Right. And I'm sorry if I'm getting emotional, but it's okay. because, right. you know, we work very hard and, and I see so many people work hard and I just, I want to bring everybody together. All right, y'all. Let me come back on the screen. So y'all just heard what Missy said, what little Kim, y'all know I keep receipts. So that's why I said for me, it's very hard for me to have like all this undue sympathy for Nikki because when she came in the game, it was, she, she caused a big divide in female hip hop. She really did. I mean, you hear Missy Elliott getting emotional, you know, it was like this huge divide you know, with like little Kim and Nikki and, oh, it's because she's old and bitter. You weren't getting interviews unless you're talking about me. And so it's very interesting how things come full circle. That's why I say you have to watch the energy that you put out there. Because now these young girls who are half of Nikki's age, just like how Nikki was half a little Kim's age when she came out, are now giving her that same treatment. And they're feeling like, well, I, you know, I'll give her props, but I don't have to do all that extra stuff. And even now, Nikki does a lot of things behind the scenes. Explain to me what was her reason for unfollowing Normani. 
Why? Because Normani did that song with Cardi B. Even before all this drama, she had followed, uh, she had unfollowed Lotto. You know, so it's just like, it's just like this constant thing that she does at times. And it's just not a good look. If you're going to help and really connect with these young up and coming girls, then just do that. Now she's beefing with Koi LeRae. Why is that? I've even seen Barb's talking mess about Doja Cat. And I've asked the Barb's I'm cool with, what is y'all's issue with Doja? Why is she now being called Doja Rat? Why is that her name from, by some of these Barb's? And the only thing I can think of is because her numbers are, you know, she's always on the billboard. She's surpassing Nikki. Because why would she be called Doja Rat when she allowed Nikki to get onto her song? And Nikki even admitted in that conversation with Big Lotto that I wait, you know, for females, you know, for y'all's music to like be going somewhere to be charting before I jump on the remix. But does she have that same attitude towards the men? Does she wait for their songs to be hot and charting before she jumps on their songs and collaborates with them? You know, I feel like it's a way where I'll help, but I really don't want to help. I'm just doing this now because it's the wave. Because Cardi B honestly has set a precedent with working with so many female rappers. Ones who've come before her and the new girls coming up. She has collaborated with a lot of females. Even after Meg Thee Stallion dissed her with Nicki Minaj, she still was humble enough to say, you know what? I forgive you. Let's just get this money. Look at City Girls, what they're doing now. It was cool when Cardi was collaborating with them and, you know, helping them out and giving them advice and really, you know, promoting and pushing them. But now that they're with Nikki, now there's like this back and forth. It's almost like once you're over there with her, you have to pick or choose. You can't be cool with both. And that is so toxic because there's room for all of these females. We shouldn't have to pick. We didn't need to pick between Little Kim or Nikki. And at that point, because the narrative was being spun that, you know, little Kim was bitter, she's hating on this young, hot female, most people sided with Nicki Minaj because it looked at like, you know, dang, little Kim, you haven't been hot in a while. It seems like you are kind of, you know, not wanting to support her. But now, after a while, when you're the constant common de denominator over the years, people have to look at that. Normani's one of the sweetest girls. I've watched Nicki Minaj shout Normani out on stage. What was the unfollow for? I don't think anybody should have to pick, you know what I'm saying? If I'm cool with Nikki, I can only be cool with Nikki. Or if I'm cool with Cardi, I can only be cool with Cardi. People have to be able to just move around freely. And it's just made it where there's just all this drama and female rap. And it's really, really sad. I mean, it's crazy. Even the Remy Ma beef, somebody just brought that up. Even the whole thing with Remy Ma. Even that whole back and forth you know, made people pick sides. And it's just very interesting, like I said, with all of those clips that I just showed y'all, everything that Nikki was saying back then about Little Kim can be applied to her right now in 2022. You're literally beefing with somebody half your age. Just like Little Kim was supposedly beefing with somebody half her age. Again, if the Grammys were not a big deal in 2018 when Cardi was up for a Grammy, 
in 2020 when Meg was up for a Grammy, if they were not a big deal and it was just, you know, uh, payola and sympathy and all this stuff that was being said and, oh, that's the white man's validation, who cares? Why is it so important now? I just find that very interesting. Why does it matter now? If the Grammys are irrelevant and they, they pick favorites and they pick girls who haven't been in the game long enough, why submit your music? You're submitting it because you do care about getting a Grammy. You feel like you've been in the game so long. That is the main accolade, accolade for anybody in the music industry. And that's okay. It's okay to say, you know what? I do want a Grammy. It shouldn't be a situation where there's constant shade every time another female's up for something. It doesn't matter. The goalpost gets moved whenever it's another female. But then once it's them, now the goalpost gets pushed back. And now it's, you know, oh, I need to be, why did they move me out this category? This is messed up. This is not fair. But just three years ago, you know, the Grammy was, was a fraud and it was all these conspiracies as to why she hadn't gotten one. It was beef with people on the Grammy board and all this stuff. But again, if it's a racist institution, why even submit? It's okay to be honest and say, you know what? I want my accolades. I want my rewards. But while I'm working hard to get that, I'm not going to knock another female for getting theirs. It is not that serious. But that's what it seems to always happen. And I just, I think it's sad. Because when you're a queen, you don't have to keep telling somebody that you're a queen. You just walk as a queen. You carry yourself as a queen. And you understand that can't nobody dethrone you or make you feel, you know what I'm saying, self-conscious or insecure about your throne because you built your own lane. Let's keep it real. None of these girls, I don't think personally, maybe Meg could give, give her a run for her money. But even then, I don't know. Nikki can wrap circles around all of these females. I don't think anybody can take that away from Nikki. Nikki can spit. When she gets on the mic, it's going to be a bop. Her verse is going to be a bop, period. So my thing is, why are you so pressed? Why are you so bothered by the next generation? Especially when you know how it feels because you claimed that little Kim was doing it to you. And now you're doing what supposedly little Kim was doing to you onto this next generation of girls. And it's not a good look. It's not. And that's just the truth of the matter. Let me go ahead and read some of these super chats here. Um, let's see. Tall lady says, I'm a 38G. Damn. <laughs> she said a G cup. I know that's right. She said, my mom told me that folks would pay thousands for my breast, lips, and butt. I like mine. I was born with both. I love your chest, Miss T. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> that was such a different conversation. <laughs> Thank you, tall lady. I appreciate you, sis. Um, I haven't heard that. Gee, that's that's big. That's big. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the one your boyfriend told you not to worry about. Okay. I'm glad Lotto recorded her because the barbs are going to defend and act like she's innocent. Now, as far as the recording, let me say this. I don't really particularly like when people record people. Why? Because when you're the one recording, you, you're going in on your best behavior because you know that, you know, there's a recorder on. So you're going to go in on your best behavior. But I understand why Lotto did it. Because, again, even in that conversation uh, that she was saying about Nikki talking about, you know, she wasn't flourishing and all that stuff. 
Nikki kept denying it. She kept saying that it didn't happen. Then Lotto provided the receipts. But I do feel like Lotto was recording that to not only protect herself per her words, but to use it as, as a later date because she never trusted Nikki. So again, all that, um, oh, you know, I look up to her and I love her. And, you know, I had pink hair when I was younger. Okay. And she did that because she knew that she really didn't fully trust her. And so I feel like at the end of the day, I don't think she would have bought out the recording had Nicki Minaj not be, been posting private conversations. So to me, neither one of them are innocent. Because remember, the first dig that came from Nicki was her showing the private conversation of Lotto texting her in the DMs or via text message, basically asking her, you know, why was she mentioning her name? You know, she agreed with her, but you don't have to mention my name or the song to get your point across. Nikki showed that first. She just wasn't expecting Lotto to come back with them big ass, you know, voice recorded receipts, you know? So that's the thing. You got to watch the type of energy you put out there. Now, somebody, uh, Burger Queen in the chat says, where's the receipts of Nikki recording, huh? Now, somebody was saying that. Now, I went to go search for this. Like I said, I'm going to be fair on both sides. I'm not about to sit here and um, just lie. But people were saying that Nikki told one of her barbs that she recorded the full conversation with Lotto as well. But then Nicki Minaj allegedly deleted it. So when I went searching to see if I could find anybody who screen recorded it, this was the most that I found, and this was somebody explaining it. So y'all can take it for what it is. Let me share this really quick here. So this was the most I was able to find because Nikki supposedly deleted it. Uh, the person says, Nikki never said that. The user said, you don't think Nikki knows y'all would record her phone call? Nikki added on the entire call start to finish, basically saying not only would they record the convo, but it would be recorded start to finish too. So that is what that person is saying. But like I said, I could not find anybody who screen recorded the original tweet um, of Nikki saying that she also recorded Lotto. So I don't know. Unless y'all can provide that, I don't know. That's the most I was able to find. So just being fair. But either way, her showing that DM was still a private conversation and that made it no better. You know, Nikki bought a private conversation public. So she's not all the way innocent either. Um, let me go ahead and read some more chats here. Valerie Ma says, don't let nobody else make you feel a way about being a part of the big titty committee. <laughs> I'm a 58K and I wear them proudly. What are these sizes y'all are naming? Oh my, I didn't even know a 58K and somebody else had a G cup. Whoo! Dang, I thought I had some big old breasts. Okay, well, I feel a little bit better. Thank you, Valerie. Thank you, tall lady. I'm at the Google what that looks like. I've never heard of a 58K. <laughs> oh my gosh. Bless us and bless our backs, okay? So thank you guys for that. Thank y'all. Yeah, I've never seen that. Now I want to Google what is a fit, but you know, we're on YouTube. I don't want them to flag this stream, honey. Y'all got me wanting to Google what does a 58K titty look like? You're like the bra size, you know what I mean? But yeah, thank you so much. Shout out to everybody in the part of the, you know, the big titty committee. Shout out to all y'all. All the all the G cups, the H cups, and the K cups. <laughs> oh, let's see here. Danya says, you are awesome. You look amazing. Keep feeling and looking confident. I think I read that earlier. Thank you, sis. Um, Anna said 1989 says, hey, T, been watching since I was 15. 
I'm now 21 and just had my first baby. I've always seen you as an inspiration. I think about your growth all the time. I hope I can achieve the same for my little one. That is awesome. And congratulations on your new baby. Thank you so much for coming through, sis. Appreciate you. Um, let's see here. Anya Love TV sent 1999. She says, hey, currently watching you while sitting in the ER over some crazy chest pains. But watching you right now is helping me stay calm as I wait to be seen. Ooh, if you have chest pains, make sure they do an MRI scan on your chest. Tell them you want to die and they need to look for blood clots because that can be one of the main contributors of chest pain. Do not let them dismiss you and send you home with Tylenol. Tell them you want an MRI and you want a die cat scan. And this is coming from somebody who did that, you know, myself. And, you know, it saved my life in 2020 when they kept dismissing me and telling me I had asthma and I had a lung full of blood clots. So definitely get that checked out and good luck to you. And thanks for tuning in. Um, somebody says I'm a 32A. Girl, if you don't get out of them a little duty. <laughs> I'm just kidding, respectfully. <laughs> she said, I'm a 32A, hurt. <laughs> Girl, at least you can wear whatever you want to wear. I'm not mad at you. I miss them days, honey. <laughs> we shouting out the big titty committee. Here come, here come the itty bitty titty committee. I'm a 32A, hurt. <laughs> Y'all be cracking me up in the chat, honey. I'm not mad. Enjoy. You can wear tank tops freely. You can run a mile. Enjoy. I miss them days though, for real. <laughs> um, let's see here. Um, Sean's World Send 20 says, I feel like you can't blame Nikki for wanting her award. The main thing people throw at her is the Grammy. Well, she deserves her Grammy. What these girls going to do when they're in Nikki's shoes? Bet their perspectives will change. Now, I agree with you. Um, I do think that she should have been got a Grammy. She should have got a Grammy years ago. Why she didn't, you know, that's for the industry to say. But, yeah, I do feel like she should have a Grammy. But my issue is why is it when other females are up for Grammys, it seems to be an issue for her and her fan base. That's when everything's a conspiracy. Everything is sympathy. The Grammys don't matter. The American Music Awards don't matter. Billboard charts don't matter. Just like, let's take, for example, JT. She was screaming all that. I don't, you know, the Cardi, I don't care about billboard numbers. Billboards are not a big deal. Y'all bitches be so worried about numbers. But now when it's a celebrity that's less than her, Asian doll, what was she doing to Asian doll? She was throwing all types of numbers in Asian doll's face. You never made it on the billboard. You don't got no hits. So you see the hypocrisy? It's like numbers don't matter if they're at the bottom. Then all of a sudden nobody cares about numbers or rewards. But when they're at the top now, oh, well, you don't have no numbers. You don't have no rewards. Everybody likes accolades. Everybody likes, you know, pats on the backs. Everybody likes to be acknowledged. Everybody likes validation, including myself. We don't do all this just to be doing it. You know what I'm saying? I don't care if it's YouTube. You damn right. I want my damn gold plaque. And I'm going to keep working till I get to a million subscribers and get my gold plaque. Why? Because I feel like I deserve one. I've been here for a long time, but I'm not going to shade the next female who gets a gold plaque before me. That was that was God's plan for her. That was her blessing. It's not for me to be like, well, that person don't deserve one. And who do they think they are? And that's not okay. Everybody shines at their own time. You know, somebody having something doesn't diminish me and what I do over here. And that's my issue with Nikki. 
Her not having a Grammy, that doesn't diminish all the good music she's made, all the accolades, all the BET. She done got more BET awards than any artist I know. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't diminish all of that stuff. But why as soon as somebody's up for something, all of a sudden she wants to diminish their light? That's not okay. And that's my issue. But thank you. Thank you for the super chat, love. Um, Alexandra says, another commenter made a good point saying that Anaconda was in the rap category and should have been in pop. She could have used that example. Mm, that is true. That is true. That was more of a pop song. Yeah, she could have. She definitely could have used that example. Thank you, Alexandria. Um, Bruce Kenton says, love you, T. Can I hear you say trifling ass Texas one more time? Yes, there you go. Trifling ass Texas. Thank you so much for um, the super chat. Appreciate you, love. Um, let's see here. Emya says, I'm a huge Nikki fan and her frustration is completely understandable. However, all of this beef is too much. The drama is overshadowing her legacy. Looking gorgeous as always. You never miss tea. Thank you so much. And that's one thing I've been seeing that a lot of her barbs are getting frustrated because, again, it's like she's always being attached to drama. You know, either be it her own or be it the people around her, you know, and it is starting to make her legacy look crazy. And again, that's the same thing she was saying about little Kim. That's like the whole irony in all this, the whole full circle. Everything she was saying about little Kim 10 years ago, fast forward to now can apply to Nikki. So hopefully she'll leave all this beefing and going back and forth stuff alone. But who knows? Um, Let's see here. Rita Davis says, I think Nikki was low-key hating too because the big energy song is also attached to Mariah Carey. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's true. She was beefing Mariah Carey years ago. Her and Mariah Carey got into it on American Idol. Y'all remember that beef back in the day? I didn't even think about that, but thank you. Um, let's see here. Sean's World sent $5. He says she didn't come for Lotto. She actually said Lotto should be in the same category as her. That was valid. Lotto acting like the industry's, hold on. Lotto is acting like the industry favor child. Yeah. Like I said, I agree with her. I think everybody agreed with what Nikki was coming from. But the thing is, did she really have to mention Lotto's name? I think that was self-explanatory. But I don't think Nikki was wrong for, for saying that to the Grammys and saying, look, you know, if you guys are going to move me out of hip hop, there's definitely other people that should be moved out of hip hop as well. You know, but I agree. I do feel like they, they moved her song to the pop category because they don't want her to win. They know she's not going to stand a chance against the Taylor Swifts and the Adele's and stuff like that. It's like it's, it's just two different styles. I, I would never compare a Nicki track to an Adele. Like it's just two different things. So they're definitely playing in her face. And I agree with that. But again, this big bloat with Lotto, it just didn't need to happen. Uh, let's see here. Locust Girl says, when I heard the phone call with Lotto and Nikki, I remember your quote about people recording calls. Lotto being on her best behavior. Either way, Nikki's out of line yelling. Nikki is depressed and lashing out. Yeah. I mean, that's the truth. When people record phone calls, I don't really respect it because you're going into that conversation on your best behavior. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to act up and, you know, act out of character. So, you know, you have a lot of snakes out here who do shit like that, you know, and it is what it is. But at the end of the day, I feel like this, if I'm on a phone call and you record it and I say something, bitch, I said it, it's on fucking camera. What am I supposed to do? Deny it? It was said. So it's like, the only thing Nikki can do is just stand in it. Okay. I said it. And 
you know, but I believe that she pulled it out just because of that whole conversation when she was telling the girls that she didn't say flourishing and she doesn't talk like that. I believe that's what prompted Lotto to eventually expose that. But what Lotto don't understand is still going to make a lot of people give her the side eye as well. Am I going to want to jump on the phone call with Lotto? No. <laughs> so, I mean, that's the double-edged sword. When you're the type of person who records people, people look at you as a police-ass bitch. You know what I'm saying? And that's just what you will always be to people. You know, so... I don't know if a lot of folks are going to be feeling comfortable to, you know what I'm saying, pour their heart out to Lotto on the phone, because if you can record Nikki, who else are you recording? But let's just think about that. Because real people, I've never had the inkling to record people. That's just not my cup of tea. That's not how I get down. You know what I'm saying? It's not that serious to me. My thing is, why even deal with somebody that you feel is shady or nefarious or doesn't have good intentions? I don't want those type of people in my space anyways. So it's like once you've cut the snakes out your grass, you're just more careful the next time. So for me, I don't I don't deal with people on the phone and talk to people on the phone that I feel are shady. If I have to like constantly feel like, damn, am I being recorded? Can I trust this person? We don't need to talk. We we can just keep everything, you know what I'm saying, on on social media. We can just tweet each other on Twitter. That's it, that's all. So that's how people have to move. <laughs> Somebody said Linda Tripp realness. Oh, they don't know about Linda Tripp, honey. The one that was trying to take down uh, Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky. They're not ready for that conversation. Who wrote that? That was funny. Linda Tripp realness. I haven't heard that name in a long time. Um, let's see here. Um, Ayana says, my birthday is tomorrow. 23, be good to me. Oh, happy birthday, Libra. Enjoy your birthday tomorrow. She says, I'm thankful for another year around the moon and sun. I wish everyone here tonight nothing but love and success. P.S. Love you um, lots and Libra Nation. Love you too and enjoy your birthday. 23 is an awesome age. I miss those days. Let's see here. Uh, TJ Barry sent $50. Thank you so much, TJ. They say Nikki should choose better, should have chose a better, hold on. Nikki should have chose better since her husband tarnishes her legacy. She's beautiful, rich, famous, and talented, yet she chose a bum. She's on the same level with Beyonce, but yet argues with the new girls. Nikki is a legend, no doubt, but she needs to act like one. Mm. And I definitely agree. I do feel like ever since she got with that man, it definitely has, you know, tainted a bit of her legacy and people are able to use that, you know, against her. Um, one thing I will say about Lotto, Lotto did not mince her words. She did not back down. You know, she stood 10 toes down in her comment. Most of the rap girls, they never go there with Nikki. They never go all the way there. Lotto didn't care, you know? So I, I just think that at this point, the arguing, the going back and forth, especially with younger people, it's just not worth it because you're always going to look crazy. That's just how it is in society. You're, if you're the older person in a situation, you're always going to be the one chastised. You're always going to be the one people are going to be like, uh-uh, that's a child. That person is younger than you. You're, look at the whole Charleston White and T.I. Sun situation. A lot of people don't like T.I. Sun. Let's keep it real. The, the boy is very entitled. You know, he's always cussing people out the Waffle House. He has all types of little issues. But because the person going at him is Charleston White, what's the main thing everybody's saying? That's a kid. He's too young. You going at a kid. He's, he's, he's over half your age. What are you doing? But in any other breath, King is grown. 
So I feel the same way. It doesn't look good when people are older going back and forth with younger people. You can give them advice. You can tell them little stuff with all that cussing and going back and forth and dragging and, you know, the low blows. It just makes you look old and bitter. That's just what it is. Just like when little Kim was going back and forth with Nikki, what did everybody say? She's old and bitter. Same effect. <laughs> Charleston White is a mess. He's a straight up mess. Uh, let's see here. Um, Sean's world, you just going to give me all your little money, huh? I appreciate you, baby. He is a barb. He said he is going hard for Nikki tonight. Thank you so much. He says it's like a parent who shows favoritism to one child over the other. I get the beating and I get like, hold on. I get the beating and punished when you're doing the same thing as me and getting awarded. Okay, but Sean, baby. Did she not copy a lot of little Kim swag? Like, let's keep it real. You know, it's like she gets upset that the new girls are copying her or copying, you know, her swag or just, you know, whatever. But let's keep it real. She copied a lot of little Kim's ways, too. You know, that that whole pose with the crotch and the coochie printout. She was looking on a lollipop. I think, I don't know what little Kim had. They just both were squatting down like they're about to give birth. Um, <laughs> she copied that pose. I mean, there's whole videos of outfits that Nikki is wearing after little Kim. There are whole lyrics. There's somebody who made a whole, bless this person's heart. They went through every little Kim verse, every little Nicki Minaj verse, and they literally were able to pinpoint Parts of Nicki Minaj's raps that she took from Little Kim. It's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. So again, like she was saying, everybody takes inspiration from everyone. The new girls, like to me, Lotto definitely has taken a lot of inspiration from Nicki. When I look at Lotto, she looks a lot like Nicki, face-wise, body-wise. You know what I'm saying? Even Cardi has taken inspiration from Nicki. But again, and Meg the Stallion too. But when you're the blueprint, when people look up to you, when you've been in the game for that long, people are going to take certain things from you, you know? And I'm the type, I don't really like imitations. I'm not going to say imitation is the most sincere form of flattery. I think it's bullshit. I think imitation can be lazy, but people are going to take bits and pieces from other people. That's just what it is. You just have to be able to take it and put your own spin on it and try and transform it into something new. So I don't think that the girls are doing anything different than what Nikki has done in the past to Little Kim. Let's keep that real. But thank you. Um, let's see here. Kim Starr says, hey, T, congratulations on everything. It's only up from here. The situation is a damn mess. I find it very interesting. Like, why did Nikki, like, why Nikki worked with JT but didn't work with Lotto? I can't recall Lotto saying anything about her. Yeah, um, Lotto did an interview and Nikki kind of took it personal because Lotto says she's glad that Nikki's not the only one, like the only female rapper out. Like now there's, you know, a plethora of other female rappers and Nikki took that as shade. But, you know, there, there's been little back and forths between them. Not anything that's public, but there's just been, you know, little shady things, little digs here and there on Lotto's end and on Nikki's end. And then Nikki unfollowed her. And I think when she unfollowed her, you know, it was all downhill from there. So let's see here. Um, 
Dazila Gray says, I thought about this, T. I wonder what Nikki thought when Lotto sent big energy to her and when Mariah Carey and Nikki have beef. I believe Lotto didn't know that was a Mariah song, but I feel it played a part in Nikki deciding. No, Lotto ain't that damn young. I think she knew that was a Mariah Carey song. Um, you know, the the beat and everything. Like, that was a very popular song. Um and if Lotto's mom is as hip as I am with my kids, I'm sure she played that all around the house. So, but I don't think Lotto sent it to Nikki, you know, to like throw Mariah Carey in her face to be disrespectful. I don't think that, but I definitely feel like Lotto knew that that was Mariah Carey's song. But um, either way, it worked out for her. Nicki Minaj turned it down and Mariah Carey jumped on the track. So I think that really helped to solidify Lotto a lot. So either way, you know, she won in that situation. But thank you for the super chat, love. Um, Nakia says, hey, T, my favorite. Been loving the deep dive video, sis. Thank you for all your hard work. Just got engaged last night and I'm over the moon. That's what's up. Congratulations. I know that's right. Nothing like a wedding. Let's see here. AT Sin 5 says, hey, T, I'm going through my first heartbreak. Oh, my. We don't went from a wedding to a heartbreak. What is going on? But my first relationship in your live stream is helping lift my spirits. Oh, wow. Well, I'm sorry about your heartbreak and your breakup. But trust me, there are plenty more fish in the sea and you will be okay. So I'm really glad you're here with us and you're joining us and you're able to feed off of our energy tonight. So, you know, thank you for joining me and thank you for the super chat. Yeah, that was crazy. Went from a uh, an engagement to a breakup. But, you know, things happen. Um. Khalil, I don't know if I pronounced this right. I'm sorry. Khalil says, I really didn't care for Lotto bringing up Nikki's brother because she can't control her brother, but she did choose her son's father knowing his history. Yeah. Yeah, and I've never, you know, blamed her for her brother's actions. Her brother's actions, his sick-ass actions are his own. That had nothing to do with Nikki. Like she said, she's never art anybody. So that had nothing to do with her. Now, as far as the baby father, child. But yeah, I don't blame her for the brother. I agree. Um, let's see here. Chrissy says, um, I know potato salad arms was fake. When she left Big Fendi, the man who discovered her and put her on the mixtapes. Love you, T. You look good. Ooh, y'all are a mess, honey. I, now, but aren't her, her and Big Fendi cool again? Or are they still not cool? I thought they had made up and they're back, you know, cool with each other. But thank you for the super chat. So now what time? How long have I been on here? Oh, my. It's been an hour and 32 minutes. Time is flying, y'all. We got over 9,000 people here. I got to get on to this next uh, story here. And then I'll read up the rest of the super chats. Um, we got to talk about the situation. More rap girls are beefing. So if you guys do not know, Chica and Sukihana are currently beefing right now on Twitter. Suki was trying to be messy. You know, Chica had an opinion about all the rap girls fighting. And Suki jumped in with her opinion and it went down. <laughs> A mess. Hold on. They've been going back and forth all night, honey. Okay, so this is, she put these in any type of order, child. Okay, let me share my screen with y'all here. So Chica was on social media just like everybody else, and she had an opinion about the beef. 
So this is Chica. She's a really dope lyricist. She's a really dope female rapper. Um, she says, we need better idols. And most people assume that she was talking about, you know, the rap girls. So Sukiana was um, in the comments section and she said, child, she's always saying something. Okay, that wasn't even the next one. I hate how these are out of order. They kind of get, they went back and forth. Hold on. Like their back and forth is crazy, but I want it. It was, it's not in order. It's like mixed up. But basically, um, let me just read some of what was going on. So she says, so Chica replies back to Suki and she says, you paid thousands for an ass just to throw it on a child. Then Suki says, stuff a D down your throat instead of a ham hock. Then Chica says, you were put together like Miss Potato Head. Please humble yourself. Okay. Then um, Suki comes off and she says, ain't playing no victim when you start trouble. And then she posted me throwing up on the D. And then she says, I'm ready to roast me a whole today. Chica says, it's always a build a body bitch trying to fat shame. If you pay for any part of your body, please don't think you have room to shame anyone respectfully. Then she says, God gave me a throat for music. God gave you a throat for rent. That was crazy. Then she says, we are not the same. She goes on to say, the only thing Suki does is suck D and call people fat. She can't come for me with bars because she can't rap. She can't come for my intelligence because she can't read. Ain't nobody talking to her in the first place. Then Chica says, I'm off of it. The only reason she chimed in was to try and be a mean girl and impress the 11-year-old boys that she twerks on. Then Chica says she was out. Then she goes, I'm minding my business. Then she goes on to repost something that Suki wrote. I didn't even know that Suki wrote this. She said, all the female rappers be lying about being nasty in their music, except for Suki Hana. I will really suck my man's D from the back, spit peanut butter in his ass, suck his Frenchie's dog's peen, his daddy's peen and cook him some lobster Alfredo. What the fuck? What in the bestiality and incest is going on with Suki? Where's the punchline in that? That's not even funny. That's disturbing. Why are we bragging about giving animals head and sleeping with fathers and sons? Like, what kind of shit is this? Yuck. So Chica says she's trying and I'll give her that. No more acknowledgement back to the blunt. Then Suki says, I can run faster than you. And then Suki says, I'm going to catch Chica. It's time to go back to the animal shelter whore. And then Chica says, new profile pic. And she changes her profile pic to Suki Hana and says, logging off, y'all stay safe. A mess. So the girls are definitely constantly fighting on social media. The female rappers are going at it more than the men. Um, I'm sorry, but Chica won that one. She drugged the hell out of Suki. 
I don't even understand that tweet. I get it. Suki tries to be funny, but that was disgusting. Who who spits peanut butter into somebody's ass? Just disgusting. Y'all be trying to say stuff on social media for shock value, and it's not cute. It's very disturbing. It's very disturbing. I don't know why anybody would suck on a dog's peen outside of that whole Joe Budden situation. <laughs> that was a damn mess. Ugh. Let's see here. Let me go ahead and read some more of these uh, Super Chats before I go. Um, Tamika says, Lotto bringing up Nikki's husband is comical because she worked with Dr. Luke and was fiending for a Kodak feature. Both were accused of S.A. Yeah, I've heard about that. And I don't understand how Dr. Luke is still in the industry, especially with all the drama and everything that's gone on between him and Kesha. The fact that he's still protected is very interesting. They need to have a surviving Dr. Luke. I'm waiting for that movie to come out. Uh, Kate the Great says, I see you taking them whipped cream shots like your milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. Go, girl. I need you to take me shopping. Your outfits be hot. Thank you so much, sis. I appreciate you. Yeah, I had a good time with them whipped cream shots, honey. I'm going to see where to buy them in the stores. <laughs> um, let's see here. Zoe sent 999 says, oh, my God, I managed to make it to a live. Today's my birthday. Love you, T. Happy birthday, fellow Libra. There's a lot of Libra birthdays. Like Libra is such a dope month. Happy birthday to you. Hope you enjoy your day. Thanks for tuning in. Um, let's see here. Ty. Sam 499, he says, Nikki has been a star since Lotto was 11 years old. Why is she fighting with this child? Yeah, definitely. I think at this point, Nikki needs to stop expecting these girls to pay her homage and just do her. Make her music and do her. You know, she doesn't even need to collab with these chicks and give them features. Because again, a lot of these chicks, some of them have been in the game for a while and just haven't really popped. Others are just getting into the game and at, you know, you have to put in work. You just have to put in work. You can't come in and just think that because I'm a female rapper and I said that I love Nicki Minaj and I've been listening to her, you know, since I was 12 years old, I deserve a feature. It shouldn't work that way. You have to put in work, you know, just plain and simple. So I think at that point, she just needs to just stop working with certain people and stop expecting all this homage. She just needs to focus on her music. That's it. That's all. So thank you. Uh, Nick's Olive says, love you, T. I know you're not a Candace Owens fan, but will you be watching her Black Lives Matter documentary? Um, if I can watch it somewhere for free, I'm not going to pay her to watch it. But I mean, I would watch it. She did one up here about the George Floyd situation. I haven't watched it. I don't even know where to watch it, but I heard about it this summer, but I haven't gotten a chance to watch it. I'm just kind of over her. She's just definitely here for the fame and the attention. She's no different than the people that she rants and raves about. So I'm kind of over her as well. And just the, the attention seeking that she's doing. Um, let's see here. Sherelle, hold on to just Sherelle Moore Trucker says, hey, T, love when you come with receipts. Where do you see these rap girls and fans in the next five to 10 years? Will people age out and simmer down? How many more years of this do we have? You know, that's a good question. In the next five to 10 years, I hope there's a whole new crop of girls. I think everybody gets a, a season to shine. This is what I've noticed with, with I don't want to say necessarily like this generation or maybe it's because of social media. 
I don't like the fact that people don't know how to bow out gracefully. Meaning, think about when we were growing up, right? We grew up watching things like, you know, reruns of the Jeffersons, Good Times, Cosby Show, A Different World. Imagine if these people said that, no, we don't want to go off the air. We're just going to keep going and keep going and keep going. And that's how I really feel. Like even a lot of these reboots, I've talked about this in the past, that that reboots get on my nerves. To me, it's lazy. It's a bunch of old actors and actresses who don't want to let it go. So instead of y'all trying to hire new actors, people who are going to, you know, to, to school for acting, who have been taking all these acting classes, who want a shot at fame, just like you wanted a shot at fame 20 years ago, you want to do a reboot and just recast yourselves. Like, that's silly to me. Even that whole Fresh Prince um, TV show that Will Smith produced, at first, I wasn't sure if I wanted to watch it. Because I'm like, I don't know if I want to watch a modern version of The Fresh Prince. But it was honestly a really good show. And I'm excited for season two if they're going to do a season two. But I really liked it because it was different. It was fresh. It was new people. And that's how I feel about the rap industry. It's like once people get in and you get to be one of like the top 10 people, they don't want to let it go. I remember Nikki said that she was retiring back in 2018. What happened to that? She retired and came back. How many times has Jay-Z retired? Oh, I'm leaving you guys. Okay, all hell Jay-Z. Then he comes back two years later. It's like they can't let it go. I don't know if it's narcissism. I don't know if it's ego. But at some point, it's okay to bow out gracefully and say, you know what? Let's support the next generation. I'm here to mentor you. You know, I'm here to just be that support system. Maybe J-Lo's another one. How long is she going to sing? And she can't sing. But how long is it? You know, how long do we have to be tormented with new J-Lo music? No one cares. This is in 2001. I think a lot of these folks need to retire at this point. I'm, I'm tired of them. You know, like, I'm glad y'all are here. And, you know, we can see y'all on Twitter. Beyonce, too. And I'm a Beyonce fan. But that last album, I'm sorry, Beehive, it wasn't all that. At what point are people going to say, you know what? I've been very successful. I'm a gajillionaire, if that is a word. I'm able to create generational wealth. Kim Kardashian's another one. You're 40. Like, what else do you need to dabble in? Now your ass is getting sued for crypto because you want to be hip and follow the kids. Instead of acting like you're big age, you're running around following a bunch of damn 20-year-old influencers. Hey, you guys, I'm promoting a new crypto. If you don't go sit your old ass down and just chill... It's okay. Do y'all think I'm going to be here in the next 10 years talking about, hey, y'all, this tea is piping hot? No, I won't be, okay? If I could retire now, I would, but y'all won't let me damn retire. At some point, there's going to be another little girl with a damn teacup spilling the tea, and guess what? I'm going to be in the comment section with my emojis and, you know, laughing like, yes, honey, yes. That's how it's supposed to be. Look at Wendy Williams. She would rather die in that purple chair than get her ass up and say, hey, let me give this seat to a lovely tea or to, you know, just whoever. Ain't got to be me, whoever. Oh, no, she's going to die in that purple chair, bitch. She ain't getting up. And that is the issue. You got a lot of, they, they don't want to give up that seat. I don't know if it's the fame, if it's some type of blood oath, but these folks will not leave. <laughs> Imagine if Aretha Franklin just never retired or Patti LaBelle. Just kept singing. Just, oh, I'm in competition with Beyonce. Ma'am, you're 74. There's no competition. (laughs) 
So that is my hope in 10 years, five, 10 years. I want to see these girls. Hopefully they stacked up their money. They've, you know, made their coins and they're out of the game and they're supporting the next generation of rappers. That's what I want. That's why I was so bothered. People didn't understand it at the time. Why I was so bothered by celebrities coming to YouTube and trying to be YouTubers. Because again, like I said, I'm fine. People are going to come to my live streams. People are going to support me. I've been in this game for a long time. I'm not speaking for myself. I'm speaking for the next generation of influencers. Oh God, not the beehive in here with all the bumblebees. <laughs> I'm speaking for the next generation of influencers. Because if we don't speak up for them and say, no, we need to see regular people being pushed through the algorithm. We need to see the next young, you know, girl who's out here slaying wigs and teaching us how to do new hairstyles and new makeup techniques. There's a 16-year-old right now who grew up watching Jaclyn Hill and, and Jackie Ina and Tierra Monet and, and, you know, all these girls who have slayed hair, slayed makeup, and they want their opportunity. They should not be in competition with Kim Kardashian's big grown ass. I'm going to start me a YouTube channel too. Why? And that's what I'm saying. Like, we have to make a way for the next generation and support them. Look at Diddy out here, old ass, competing with his son. Why not just invest in your son? Y'all need to go buy my album. And I'm about to, you know, I'm, I'm taking these record labels to task because they're not promoting my son. We don't want to hear it, Diddy. We Diddy bopped all through the 2000s. We supported you in the 90s with the shiny suits. How about you just let your son Christian shine? He seems to want to rap and dance. Put your energy into him. But I, I don't know. I just think at this point, it's narcissism and ego. They don't want to let it go. They do not want to let it go. And I think it, I, I, for me, I feel like it's more attractive when you go away for a while. People miss you. And then they do them specials like, you know, where are they now? And we see them, you know, living their best life. And they're like on a ranch in Montana. They're riding the horses and living their life. Instead of being in their 50s and 60s, arguing on Twitter, fighting over royalties, dragging each other. It's just weird. It's very strange. Yeah, a lot of these folks need to retire. I said it. And I make no apologies. A lot of them just need to retire. And y'all can say, well, that's how they get their livelihood. So what? A lot of regular folks work regular jobs and eventually they got to retire. You can't be a Walmart greeter forever. <laughs> Shit, you can't be the head fry cook your whole life. Eventually, everybody has to let go of something and just chill. I don't want to see Nicki Minaj arguing with folks five years from now on Twitter. I don't. I want her to drop one last successful album and go out with a bang and let the new rap girls flourish and do their own thing. Just like with Cardi. I don't want to hear her 10 years from now talking about her WAP. Okay? Leave that for the next girl coming behind you. It's okay to retire and go out with the bang. That's what a lot of the celebrities used to do, you know what I'm saying, back in the day. They don't do that anymore. They'll just recreate shows and everything else. And this is not age shaming. So please don't, you know, I'm, I'm old too shit. So I'm not age shaming. But I understand my age. And I'm not going to sit here and be in competition with people half my age and, you know, trying to be hip and, and my God, and BDE energy and, Oh, and it's just, it's just strange. It's just strange. Kim is literally in competition with Kylie and Kendall. She is half their age. Those are her little sisters. 
but they are her competition. Why? It's just weird. You got to let the next generation step up and shine. I want to know who the next crop of female rappers are, who the next singers are. I'm sure there's a little Puerto Rican girl right now who's 12 years old in the Bronx singing her heart out, but can't get seen because J-Lo's ass won't retire. (laughs) Jenny from the block says she ain't going nowhere. You got to push her ass off the block. (laughs) I'm just saying it is okay to bow out gracefully. I'm not saying that old people can't perform. No, I saw Patti LaBelle this summer. Like I told y'all, she killed it. I saw the Isley brothers. They were all at Essence. They killed it. New edition, killed it. They gave Ray J and that bullshit they did at the versus battle a run for their damn money. The fact that those young men were half a new edition's age and new edition was out there. Bobby Brown with that big belly. Oh, he was spinning and dancing his ass off. So I'm not saying you can't perform, but I respect that. They're performing their greatest hits. They're on tour, you know what I'm saying, performing for, you know, people who like nostalgia. They're not out here, you know, beefing with Ray J and <laughs> Mario and all that stuff. They're they're doing, they're in their own lane. And that's what I'm saying. They're not out here trying to make like brand new record. And if you don't support my record, I'm, I'm blessed in the industry. And they're not doing that. They're just doing them. Ciao. <laughs> Somebody said T said retire with a megaphone. <laughs> yeah, I, I just think, you know, at this point, certain people just need to let it go. It's obvious social media and the industry is causing them way more stress than it's worth. It is okay to retire and let it go. Because again, none of these people are poor. These people have made more than enough money. So the only thing I can think of, it's either attention or loneliness. They're lonely. They just sit all day on social media and beef and go back and forth. I don't get it. Let me see. I hope that answered your question. (laughs) Um, Let's see here. Um, Dorian Brooks says, first cupcake, now Chica. Suki can't win. That's how it should be. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Cupcake ate her ass up. I like Cupcake. She don't get enough shine either. And she's really stepped her game up, too. Cupcake has. Um, let's see here. MJ says, hey, T, Nikki clearly just doesn't like women in general for real and is really insecure. Never forget, she does have a cheating formed union and picked at her man's ex a lot. I used to like her a little. But now it's just a turn off. Oh, you're talking about the lady that her um, husband, the one, what's her name? Redbone Noel or something like that. Yeah, they had got into it on social media. Thank you for the super chat. Um, Kimmy says Michael Jackson should have retired and got some therapy. Yeah. Yeah, remember that. Michael Jackson was going back on tour. For what? We love you. Just go rest. You know? That's why I said when they, when they keep touring like that and... It, I always think back to that man who sold his soul to the devil. Y'all can write his name after that old white man. What's his name? Bob Dylan. He said he looked like he had no soul no more. I got to keep performing. Why do you have to keep performing, Bob Dylan? You're like 103. Because, you know, I, I, I signed a deal with, you know, the man downstairs. Sir, go go lay down and go take some aspirin. Yeah, Bob, you remember Bob Dylan? When people just keep performing, I be thinking about Bob, like, did y'all sell y'all soul and y'all can't retire? What is the issue? 
You know, I need to go to bed. <laughs> Y'all remember that interview? He looked like he was about to die. And Bradley was all concerned. Bob Dylan, you know, you're, you're almost 103. Why are you still performing? Well, you know, I have no choice. You know, I sold my soul to the man down there. <laughs> I'm not playing that video. I'm going to have to Google that video. There's a few of them. I'll be wondering, like, what the hell? Why would y'all not retire? Even the, the old people at customer service. Y'all know old ass Betty. You got to bake her a cake and oh, today's Betty's retirement day. You know, regular folks, we'll retire quick. If we can retire at 40, we will. <laughs> Not these celebrities. <laughs> Baby, still out here trying to drop albums and cuss out the new generation for not supporting them. I was laughing when Diddy was mad. Let me see if I can find that video. Oh, Diddy was going off. Trying to call out the record labels and they're not supporting my music. This is not right. Oh, okay, Diddy. <laughs> Did you pay me shit? <laughs> Let's fucking find the video. Diddy was going off about two weeks ago because he's trying to drop a new album. And y'all ain't supporting his music. We got so many posts on here. I don't, is this the one? Let me see if this is it. Oh, no, that's something else. That's him responding to Ray J. I don't, y'all could look it up. It's from like two weeks ago. Diddy was going off about his music and uh, the record labels trying to blackball him as if we woke up that morning and said, hey, I want a new album from Diddy. And said nobody ever. Said no one. <laughs> and then he was on the breakfast club like, yeah. And I did a collaboration with Carisha. Okay. <laughs> like... We like Carisha, but okay, like nobody is thinking about a Carisha and Diddy collab. Like, no, nobody. I want to hear Carisha and Glorilla, Carisha and Little Baby, Carisha and Little Dirk. I'm just saying. <laughs> Somebody says, I think Beyonce should choose to mentor Chloe and Haley. Well, she's the one who put them on. I thought she was working with them closely. Oh, nah, Tierra. Look at Tierra being messy. She said, don't forget Miss Robbie into her 90s singing about her back cave. <laughs> Y'all are a mess. Y'all know uh, Miss Sweetie Pie. I told you Sweetie Pie dropped an album talking about her love and her good stuff. I was like, oh, no, not interested, ma'am. This chat is too much. Y'all are a mess. Yeah, nobody is, you know, at some point, people going to have to leave. Just bow out gracefully. Her voice is all old and crackling. Yeah, because my good stuff. My good, good stuff. My stuff is good enough. That singing ain't good enough. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I don't care. I feel no ways because she sat there and condoned Tim's behavior. So I don't care when people roast her anymore, especially after that audio came out, how she talked to Andre. No respect for Miss Robbie at all with her sweet greens. <laughs> you know, so like I said, it's going to be interesting to see where all this goes. I just hope the real talk that, 
you know, these rap girls can figure it out. I hope Nikki, you know, she gets her nomination. Hopefully she'll get her win. You know what I mean? So that way she can finally get a Grammy because I do think that she does deserve one. She's been in the game for years. But Nikki also needs to understand that a lot of the stuff that she's going through is the same energy that she put out years ago to Little Kim and other, you know, female rappers who were out there before her. You know, so I just think that at this point, like Missy Elliott said, it is about respect, respecting those who came before you. And it's also about the next, you know, not only the next generation respecting like, you know, the elders and paying homage, but also the elders also respecting the next generation. And it also happens in male rap. You know, look how many, you know, older rappers going at the younger guys. And especially when the SoundCloud era was big and everybody was calling them mumble rappers and dismissing them and, and everything else. You know, the old guards are changing. And either you got to get with the new program and support these new young people or, you know what I'm saying, get pushed out the way. That's just what it is. So on that note, you guys, I'm going to read one more super chat. Let me get up out of here. Um, let's see here. Alexandra says, please name that segment in your re-upload advice to new artists. Know when to retire. <laughs> oh, yeah. When we break this up, that's going to be so funny. So on this note, you guys, thank you guys. Um, Antonio says, hey, T, love your channel. Even in sports, look at Tom Brady. Man might get divorced over not wanting to retire from the NFL. Oh, that's a good point. Thank you for that super chat. Yes, that is a great point. Yeah, people just, they're just addicted to that fame and that, that notoriety. This man is one of the oldest football players. And if y'all know anything about sports, Football takes a huge toll on your body eventually. I don't care how good you are. Them knees ain't that damn strong at 40. And he just won't retire. He's about to ruin his marriage because he won't retire. At some point in time, you have to know when to let it go. And it's okay. And I think eventually LeBron James will retire once him and Bronny, you know, once Bronny gets in the league and they're able to, you know, play at least one year of father and son. I know what Le LeBron's game plan is, but I think eventually once Bronny is in the league, LeBron will get ready to retire. You know, we got to We got to support the next generation. So, yeah, thank you so much for that last super chat. You guys have a good night. Thank you guys so much for coming through. Thank you to everyone in here. Please don't forget to hit the like button. I will see you guys later. Enjoy your weekend. Bye.